the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. They were set in 2015, and the plan is that the world will have achieved them by 2030. What are they? Are we really going to achieve them? And what do companies need to do to play their part? Welcome to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso. So, the Sustainable Development Goals. There are 17 of them, but how did they come about? Filippo Viglio, Managing Director at the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, gives us the background. Five years ago, the world decided that the overall direction uh, of the world when it comes to sustainable development was not advancing fast enough. So uh, 190 plus countries of this world universally agreed on an ambitious roadmap, which are laid out in the 17 uh, colorful logos of the sustainable development goals, looking at how do we go beyond incremental change? How do we adapt to the realities of globalization, the realities of climate change, the realities of environmental and socioeconomic challenges and how do we lay out this ambitious and transformative uh, roadmap for the world and how is each country going to play its part in it in making it uh, happen including of course the business community including the NGO community uh, the uh, academic community including civil society and of course governments. Viglio's World Business Council for Sustainable Development is based in Geneva, Switzerland and they are a global CEO-led organization with over 200 leading businesses working together to make this transition to a sustainable world. Later on, we'll also hear from UN Global Compact, another corporate sustainability initiative. And these kind of global collaborations in themselves are making a difference and vital if we're going to succeed. Any one company can't bring about a sustainable world alone, but together they can make an impact. But now, these 17 goals, just to put them into context, they are not easy to achieve. They include no poverty and zero hunger, to name just the first two, enormous global challenges, and also quite broad and wide-ranging. But within each goal are specific targets, and if you start digging into these, you'll find that most companies can contribute to one or several in a concrete way. But are they actually doing that? I mean, in the end, a business needs to make a profit. And what's the business case to engage in these goals? You have a number of benefits. Let me just very, very briefly outline them from a business case uh, perspective. It's basically how do you look at sustainability uh, to mitigate uh, risks? How can you look at the sustainable development goals as an opportunity to innovate, as an opportunity to tap into unmet uh, needs and aspirations? How do you thereby also differentiate your brand and engage your customers uh, around their loyalty, but also around a sort of a journey towards the sustainability uh, ambition? Also internally, how do you become more efficient uh, operationally when it comes to you know waste management, overall resource use, uh, the overall approach in line with sustainability imperatives? But also, how do you engage? Uh, the um, uh, capital uh, markets, how do you access capital? How is your brand, your company valued in the market? It's more and more influenced, of course, also by sustainability uh, realities and sustainability performance. And last but not least, also from the point of view of uh, recruitment, but also from the point of view of employee relations, how do you attract talent? How do you engage 
your talent and how do you also, of course, uh, retain your talent. And more and more, sustainability is one of the drivers to do that. And so sort of a wide ranging business case, Colm, but something that is uh, only holistically uh, possible in that case. I mean, when you paint that picture there, it sounds like there are only advantages by working with these sustainable development goals. No, I mean, look, let let us be very honest. Uh, The business as usual model that we have been uh, sustaining uh, all across society is more than ever uh, not viable. It's not viable for the planet. And I think that the the screaming signs are coming in with more frequency uh, than ever in terms of the cost of the, of the, the unsustainability of our current model. It is certainly also not sustainable for our people. We see that the world has made tremendous uh, progress on a number of sustainability uh, objectives, most notably extreme poverty. But we see significant challenges around inequality. We see significant challenges around uh, labor conditions, about uh, the equality of genders. And last but not least, allow me to say also uh, unsustainable for business. We are more and more moving into a direction where more sustainable companies are uh, more successful because they are sustainable and not despite them being sustainable. So yes, sustainability brings around a number of investment, brings around a necessity to adapt, brings around a necessity to rethink business models, rethink supply chains, rethink purchasing, but it also brings about tremendous opportunities. So more and more, we believe uh, more sustainable companies are more successful in the market and will be ever more successful out there because the imperatives of sustainability environmentally and socially weigh more and more uh, on uh, companies. So there's a gain for businesses here, but there's also a gain for businesses telling us that they're doing something. If you'd never heard of these goals before this podcast, then you've probably seen them because each of these 17 goals are represented by a bright colour and a distinct symbol, making them attractive to use on homepages and in publications. But are people just using the nice colours and not actually doing something about it? Greenwashing, as it were, or as Filippo Viglio calls it, I think uh, you might want to use also the term rainbow washing. You know, the SDGs are so colorful. You can even go down the rainbow the rainbow side. There have been some <laughs> interesting papers. I think, uh, frankly, sometimes rightly accusing a number of stakeholders, including governments, including businesses, of sort of playing around with this, uh, with these sustainable development goals a little bit in a, in a sort of superficial way, to put it diplomatically. So how do you, I mean, the, the way to address it is back to the essentials, back to showcasing that you have a process and you have a structure in place to really embed these overall sustainable development goals into your organization. So process and structure implies that you're going to go through a strategy discussion, you're going to bring this down to a target discussion, you're going to bring this down to an embeddedness into the organization, into the various units, and then, of course, into a disclosure uh, and sort of overall monitoring uh, discussion and structure. And so let me be very clear, there is no way to prevent rainbow washing, but we, we believe that rainbow washing will be called out. I mean, we have more and more uh, disclosure and more and more better data out there around performance. And certainly you can, you will see more and more companies being called out if they are not walking the talk also in terms of running it through a proper process and structure. So let's look at one of these goals in more detail. By the way, you may hear some of our interviewees refer to SDGs. That's just short for Sustainable Development Goals. So we're going to now look at SDG number 13, Climate Action. Take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. So how do you do that? Businesses really have a critical role. Anna Krupp, 
Manager for Environment and Climate at the UN Global Compact. UN Global Compact then is a United Nations corporate sustainability initiative. And when it comes to climate change, they've partnered with others to create something called the Science-Based Targets Initiative, or SBTI. And they've done this to ensure that the actions of companies, companies that are working on climate action, really lead to a transformation and to the transformation that we need. And uh, to ensure that we need robust and transparent reduction targets that are grounded in science. And companies set and validate them through the Science-Based Targets Initiative, or SBTI. Um, And in the last five years or so, this has really become uh, the de facto standard for climate ambition in the corporate world. I think today we have more than 1,000 companies spanning 60 countries, over 50 sectors um, that are working with the SBTI to reduce their emissions. The science-based targets are, as they say, scientifically based, so that you as a company are given the hard, raw facts as to what you need to do to reduce your emissions in line with the Paris Climate Agreement. Your role in helping the world from getting warmer than one and a half degrees. I would say it's it's the best tool to really make sure that the emission reduction that the company is working on is carried out at the pace and the scale that is necessary to reach the goals of the Paris Agreement. So while um, the implementation of the goal depends then on the company and on the sector, so it can be... Um, energy efficiency, it can be investments in renewables, it can be changes in the business model. But what the science-based targets um, framework does is really help the company define how much do I have to reduce and in what time frame. We do think it's it's a very good way to, to get started and to make sure that announcements are, are followed by very concrete action that lead to a real transformation in the economy. So do you see this as a success or what would you say, I mean, what, what more needs to be done? Because this goal of climate action is to be achieved within the next 10 years. Are, are we going to get there? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's in a way, it's both. Um, we do think that it's a success, success that so many companies, including also for the campaign, many, many very big companies have, have joined in a um, yeah, short time frame. But on the other hand, of course, we need much, much more companies to join the movement. Especially when it comes to climate action, we are working against time. We are under a lot of time pressure. We don't want to hit tipping points from where there is no return. So um, what we are doing and working with our partners, with the um, Secretary General, is uh, really to mobilize more companies, especially also smaller companies, especially companies in geographies and regions where the initiative has not seen that much uptake yet, to, to get active and to work on, on emission reductions. So we've looked at the goals overall, and we've looked at SDG 13, climate action in particular, What does that mean then for a company? What are companies doing in terms of real measurable activities? Well, Antti Mariukorpi is Head of Forest Plantations Land Use Sustainability at Stora Enso. He's been working very closely with this question for several years. I would say there are two areas where we are, uh, where we can impact on and have a significant positive impact here. The first one is our own emissions. Uh, we were the first in our industry to set ambitious science-based targets in 2017 for reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. And then the other big area is, uh, of course, sustainable forest management. 
we support reforestation, restoration, and the forest's role in general as uh, carbon sinks. Mario Corpi is referring specifically to what Stora Enso is doing when it comes to Goal 13, climate action. But Stora Enso is also prioritising SDG 12, responsible consumption, and SDG 15, life on land. This is all about protecting biodiversity and ecosystems. And this is where some of the activities and specific targets that the company has set intertwine. For example, to succeed with Goal 13 and 15, Stora Enso is ensuring that 96% of its forests are certified. The reason it's not 100% is simply that our land base is changing constantly and uh, uh, we are receiving lands which are not certified, but we are uh, certifying them as they come into our ownership. So that takes a little bit time. In addition, we have 100% traceability for our wood. We know the origin of, of our wood, where it comes from. That's a very important target. And then we have uh, several unit-specific targets. So when it comes to SDG 13, climate action, Stora Enso then has signed up to the Science-Based Targets Initiative. And we've heard about the two areas where they are working the most. But apart from the company's own internal activities, they're also working with the entire forestry sector. We heard earlier about the importance of these global corporate initiatives. Well, it's the same within specific industries. Cooperation is key. We are uh, actively participating in the Forest Solutions Group of the World Business Council of Sustainable Development. Within this group, uh, we have, for example, been uh, participating in the preparation of uh, forest sector SDG roadmap, which is uh, actually first of its kind and was published last year. So maybe you could explain a little bit about this roadmap, what it says and what it does and, and what, what's making it unique. You're saying it's the first of its kind. All right. This roadmap aims uh, to guide and inform and influence decision-making and actions along the whole forest product value chain. Here in this process, we identified uh, the most material SDGs and then uh, recognized what are the current negative and positive impacts of the sector for these SDGs. Then we identified how we can find the positive impacts of what we can have and mitigate the negative ones. And just recently, the group published an implementation report. Which basically describes how the FSG members contribute to the roadmap. Uh, as I said, we have implemented the KPIs since 2015, uh, and now we are setting, through this implementation report, we are also setting a baseline which we track the progress over time. What's interesting with the forestry sector is, while they have to be aware of and control the potential negative impacts, if not done sustainably, there's also a huge positive impact that renewable materials can have. It's not only the forests which are standing which sequester carbon, but it is also uh, very much, and even so, our products. When they substitute the fossil-based materials they make a significant positive climate impact. We just published a research report on Sturanza climate effects, which was done by the Swedish uh, University of Agricultural Sciences. And here we applied a systems approach to look the impacts over the whole value chain, included forests, harvested food products, emissions from manufacturing of our products, and then the substitution effect. And the results show that Stura Enso is estimated to have a positive impact on the climate equivalent 
to a reduction of 11.5 million tons of CO2 from the atmosphere. That based, and on this your, equates, that's based on annual business or based on the, the annual turnover? Based on annual, an, yeah. annual figures from 2019. And this equates to CO2 emissions of uh, about 5 million mid-sized cars driving 20,000 kilometers annually. And, and the largest impact here is, comes from our product substitution effect. It has the huge effect uh, which comes over the whole value chain. So therefore, we need to keep the forests healthy, growing well, when they retire carbon from atmosphere to our products, which then substitute the fossil-based materials. A final word from Filippo Viglio at the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Will we meet all these 17 goals by 2030? I am very optimistic on the needle moving. I am uh, driven, and I know we and our members are driven by the idea of moving that needle faster, but there will always be a lot of work to do, uh, no matter how much uh, work we do this decade. This is a long-term, prolonged effort across uh, generations to get the world on the right path. So 2030 is an important milestone. This decade is a key decade to transform, as we often call it, transform economic systems in line with sustainability imperatives, but there will be a lot more work coming our way 2030, 2040 going forward for future generations, of course, as well. All of us then can play a part in helping achieve these 17 goals, and it's about going beyond the nice colours and digging into the details to understand where you can make a difference, how you can make a difference, and then actually making the difference. In 10 years' time, we'll see if we've succeeded. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the renewable materials company Store Enso. We'd love to hear your feedback or comments for new programs or any ideas you may have. Mail to storeenso at podcast.com. Stora Enso is ensuring that 96% of its forests are certified.